Hi, I'm Lauren Vogel. I'm a reporter here at CMAJ. Circumcision remains probably one of the most controversial subjects we cover in our news department. In Canada, many doctors refuse to perform the surgery on the grounds that it's unnecessary. And now, less than a third of baby boys undergo the SNP. But as circumcision rates have dropped in countries like Canada in recent years, the procedure has also been making an unusual comeback in the developing world as a method of preventing sexually transmitted infections. With me today is Vancouver surgeon Dr. Neil Pollock. He spent two decades perfecting what he describes as a virtually bloodless, virtually painless form of circumcision. Dr. Pollock has just returned from Haiti, where he trained local physicians in this technique. He's also noticed changing demand for the procedure closer to home. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Pollock. Pleasure. You perform the majority of circumcisions in the Vancouver Lower Mainland region. What changes in demand have you noticed recently? Well, I think our interest has been stable for years, and we're noticing small increases over the last few years, and larger increases amongst the older population. We now have a procedure uh, that can be done for circumcision under local anesthetic instead of general anesthetic without stitches and using a cyoacrylonate skin glue. and um, done in a uh, doctor's office as opposed to a hospital, and also done in a very quick technique. And uh, I think that's driving a large group that had interest for all kinds of reasons, but just weren't able to access uh, the procedure. Now, it's my understanding that most medical societies have backed off from recommending circumcision in recent decades. But in the past few years, both the American Academy of Pediatrics and the CDC have changed their stance to say that the benefits outweigh the risks. What's been the impact of these changing guidelines? So we are seeing now uh, a shift and a swing in in the pendulum towards supporting benefits over risks. Patients seeking circumcision are becoming more aware of those. And many of them, when they come for their visits with me, are quoting details uh, from the research. Why are older patients seeking out this procedure? Many are um, acutely aware, for example, of the HPV reduction. So somewhere in the 30s, there's a reduction in acquisition of human papillomavirus. We also know that it reduces the risks of other STDs like herpes and, of course, HIV by uh, approximately 60%. Many of the older patients are aware of of this impact and, as I said, now feel like there is um, uh, an opportunity to uh, have the surgery done in a quick, virtually painless, virtually bloodless way with an improved cosmetic result because of the skin glue versus the stitches. I know we've talked about the pendulum swing of interest in circumcision, and that's particularly true, I think, in developing countries where the surgery is now being encouraged Um, as a way to curb the spread of STIs. You traveled to Rwanda in 2009 and more recently to Haiti to train physicians. What's the need in those countries and what drew you there? The HIV prevalence in the areas that I was teaching in in Africa and is well significant but to a lesser degree in Haiti, the uh, intervention of circumcision was evident to us that it would uh, help reduce HIV acquisition and HIV-related illness, morbidity, and death in a huge number of people over decades. 
because as we discussed, it has a 60% approximately reduction in HIV acquisition when you don't have a foreskin. And when you remove that, you remove that portal of entry. So yes, it was uh, it was an incredible experience, and I'm keeping the door open now to working with others, especially in high uh, HIV areas, where I'm confident it'll have a, a terrific long-term impact in uh, reducing the burden, uh, especially of that disease. You were training doctors to perform infant circumcision, but many other campaigns have focused on adult circumcision with varying degrees of success. Why focus on children versus adults? Well, as we discussed in regards to the multiple benefits of circumcision, uh, many uh, or some of those are more relevant in infancy. For example, the reduction of urinary tract infection by approximately tenfold. Of course, if you reduce the risk of disease acquisition earlier in life, then uh, you're protecting patients from an earlier age. Also, the uh, procedure is, no question, simpler and safer when done on infants than uh, when done on adults. Your technique involves the use of a Mogan clamp, which I know in the past has been linked to injuries to the glands of the penis because the glands is hidden when the foreskin is pulled forward and being clamped. How do you account for the potential for those complications when training physicians who have never performed circumcision before? It's not instruments that cause complications, it's surgeons that do. So you are absolutely right. There's been terrible complications uh, reported with just about every one of the circumcision instruments, including the Mogan clamp. But through experience and meticulous operating, there are very easy, deliberate maneuvers that you do and that you teach other doctors that they should do that uh, obviate the possibility of uh, glands trauma. And I say that because I've done 35,000 infant circumcisions and I've never traumatized glands of a patient. Now, I know you've been in correspondence with the physicians you trained in Haiti and Rwanda. What kind of feedback have you heard from them about the impact of the training? It's terrific. They've done a few hundred surgeries. They've had very few complications. They're very grateful, as are the patients. And it's just overall a great, um, a great change in, um, in the quality of health care in, in, uh, in Haiti. I think that um, once this group demonstrates that they have been taught uh, an excellent approach, that patients are happy, that it's safe, uh, then it's a very easy sell to the uh, government to demonstrate how that's going to translate to significant savings in healthcare costs. In your next trip, will you focus on adult circumcision or just infant circumcision? On this next trip, I think we're, we're ready to do both. We are having some discussions, uh, myself and Dr. Jeff Klausner, who recruited me for this mission. Jeff's been in touch with some different foundations uh, that have interest in uh, KwaZulu-Natal in, in South Africa, where I believe uh, AIDS is 40% in the population. And um, we hope to make some inroads there. Before we wrap up, is there anything that you see coming down the pipeline in terms of advances in circumcision? As uh, we see the, the benefit both in lives and cost savings to, uh, to communities, as I say, especially developing because of our efforts, I think it will just uh, further fuel the, um, the focus that so many 
of these countries are now putting on to circumcision. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Pollock. Thank you so much. Thank you.